Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. The three elements of building a very unique brand or business. Uh, a lot of people give you one of these elements, but they rarely, if ever, give you all three. Uh, and I think if you create like a triad, a triangle of the, these three elements, uh, you're going to have a very powerful, unique, progressive, disruptive brand. Uh, and of course, uh, that's going to be great for your reach, your revenue, uh, your impact and your influence. So the three elements of building a unique, disruptive, powerful business brand um, are one, uh, a full competitor analysis. Um, so I used to be an artist and I would refuse to study my, um, peers, um, the great artists of the time or even in history, because I felt that it would, this was a little bit driven by ego, to be honest, defensive ego, not arrogance. But to be honest, um, I thought that I would get influenced or colored by, um, you know, consuming their works, you know, going to galleries and being influenced by them. And I wanted to be unique. I wanted to be completely different. I wanted to be fresh. Uh, um, and whilst in some respects that was good because I wasn't a me too artist, um, I certainly missed some influence or some movements or some trends. Uh, and I did the opposite when I started business because I was reading a lot of uh, biographies and autobiographies and business books. And if you study people like Sam Walton, you know, who built Walmart, um, he was an, an avid modeler or copier. There's this famous saying, um, I think it's something like, and I'll probably butcher it, but uh, good artist copy, great artist steal. Uh, and if you want to build a great business, you're wise to learn from businesses that have gone before you, that have blazed the trail, that have made uh, mistakes, um, that have gained experience, that are, you know, more um, resilient, more, um, they have more reach, more impact, that they have wisdom, they have resources. And you can learn from all that by modeling the traits of the greats, modeling competitors. But people don't do it properly. Uh, and I think you should do a full competitor analysis. Anyone and everyone who is in, in, in any way a competitor of yours at your level, start or scale up, or the biggest in the world, you know, if you're in e-commerce, then Amazon are a competitor, even if they're not a niche or direct competitor. Uh, and you literally learn everything about them. You study them Sam Walton style. He used to go on holiday and it used to really frustrate his wife, I believe, from what I read, um, because uh, he would spend half of his time in all the other bloody shops uh, working out, you know, the placement of the goods, what they did well. And he would literally borrow little bits, copy little bits 
from loads of different stores. And what he created essentially was this hybrid, uh, this like super DNA of all the best bits of all the stores and ended up putting a lot of them out of business ultimately. So I think you should do that. Their brand, their business model, uh, you know, their online presence, their marketing, their values, their customer demographics, their social media groups, study the lot. Now, uh, Neville Wright did that. So Neville's on, on live who had Kitty Care, which is the UK's biggest um, online um, re- retailer for, um, you know, children's equipment, push chairs, etc. Think Neville, I think I, my wife got a thousand quid push chair off you from Kitty Care. Still got the photo of my shocked face. Thousand quid for a push chair. Um, uh, anyway, so um, a lot of people don't do that because maybe they don't want to copy. Um, or maybe they think their competitors are shit. They can't learn anything from their competitors. Their competitors screw people over. Um, or there's defensiveness or ego, or we do it better than the competitors. What can we learn from them? All of, just get those out of the way. I believe you can learn anything from everyone or something from everyone. And every one of your competitors will be doing some things well and some things badly. And by the way, you learn from what they do badly as well as what they do well. You learn what you wouldn't want to do as well as what you would want to do. Also, competitor analysis means being a, um, a mystery shopper or a, a um, client, going through their client journey. So I was just talking to someone who does um, holiday let service accommodation. And I said, you've got to go and stay in some um, holiday lets around your area and, and basically take the experience for yourself and breathe it in, experience it and figure out what do I like? What do I not like? What's quick? What's slow? What works? What doesn't? What are little details do I like? What's unnecessary? Um, and, and you borrow all those best bits. Uh, and uh, Mark and I have obsessed, uh, and it's, that's not an exaggeration, over our competitors past and present over the last, what, 12, 14, actually, we're in our 14th year. And I think we've borrowed the best little bits. We've learned from those before us. We've learned from those that have gone bust. We've learned from those that were the biggest before we became the biggest. And now, um, you know, um, success can be difficult because um, everyone's chasing you and everyone's copying you now and borrowing your strategies. Mark and I used to go to competitor events. We can't anymore. I have to go in massive disguise to go like that. Um, in fact, if I go like that, this is why I'm doing the live like that. Look at that bad boy. So if I go like that, you actually can't see it. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and we still do that to this day. And the new kids on the block, we learn from them. And um, some of our competitors might be better in certain elements than us and worse. Um, so um, that's point one. Not just a, a lazy view of the competitor, not an ego driven or a fear based or a um, a, you know, a rejection view of the competition, get your emotion out of it and do a full competitor analysis so that you can hybridize all the best bits to create the best of the best, if you like, a, a, you know, like a, a super DNA of all the best and not the worst elements of your service, your product, your, your brand. Okay. Um, so the second element, now these three elements of creating a very unique business and brand, they're going to seem like they are antagonizing each other. 
or they're a paradox or a contradiction. That's not the reality. I believe that's exactly why you'll create a unique brand. Because you get some people who say, oh, in business, you should model the best, get mentors, study the best business owners and the business is, and read the autobiographies and model those who are bigger and more experienced. Other people say you shouldn't do that and you should be completely unique. Who's right? Who's wrong? Well, in, in reality, they both are both. So the second element is to study external business models and sources and get your inspiration outside of your niche. So for me, I love getting inspiration from fashion, music, art, um, creatives, creators, influencers, not necessarily in my space. Um, I love reading autobiographies. I, I watch comedians a lot. Um, and a lot of the autobiographies I listen to aren't actually in my space or in, in my business niche or even in business at all. I was most inspired ever by Alexander McQueen, who's you wouldn't even really call him a, a, a businessman per se. He is a fashion designer. I love all the fashion documentaries and I've borrowed strategies and inspiration They've either just inspired me or they've inspired me to be creative and unique in my business model, which has nothing to do with fashion. Um, or I've actually managed to borrow influences in those external um, non-niche business models and actually brought them into my business, my business model. Uh, and what that does is that creates something that your competitors do not do. So you borrow all the best bits of your competitors, which is element one, but then you create external uh, non-competitive marketplace strategies, tactics, influences, and um, creativity. And then, bang, you've got something totally unique. And when you create a hybrid on the hybrid, so this is, you know, my study of artists and watchmakers. I'm inspired by Omar P. Gay, um, Richard Meal, Connors, who's on this live, is a, 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 a swatch. Um, he's a, sorry, he's a watchmaker. He's talking about swatch here and... Um, so, you know, they ended up buying a lot of brands. There's quite there's there's a few watch brands, like a handful that own nearly all the watch brands. There's not that many independents left. Audemars Piguet being one. I think Richard Meal is, to my knowledge. Um, so. Yeah, um, these people study everyone and I like to study everyone I can. And I believe if you learn from everyone, even outside your niche, then you're even more unique. And I like to, uh, here's a, a little bit of a difference on this. Um, sorry if I'm a bit slower and more conversational than normal. Well, sorry, not sorry. The reason I am is because it's fucking late for me. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so much. So I forgot what I was going to say. I'm so chilled. I actually want to go to bed. Um, all right, I'll go to the third element, then I'll come back to the second element. So, no, I've got it. I've got it. I knew I'd get it. So there's levels to this. So first off, you learn inside your competition, you model the traits of the greats. Then you start reaching out a bit and creeping out a little bit. And then you learn from completely left field niches and industries. Because you think a property training business or teaching entrepreneurs, what can you learn from fashion designers? What can you learn from artists? What can you learn from musicians, etc.? Well, actually, I figured out you can learn a bloody lot. You just have to be able to have a, a wider, non-myopic view of business and the world and what clients want and need. Um, and I, I've been influenced by so many different sources now. It's naturally become unique. Now, the next level of that 
is to learn from people you think you don't like. Now, most people don't have that capacity yet because they don't have wisdom or they don't have emotional control or, uh, in, or the ability to get rid of their ego to learn from people they perceive they don't like. So learning from competitors who you perceive screw people over or you think, you know, do business really badly or wrong um, or from learn from people whose values are completely different from you. So when I studied money, um, a massive deep dive for years in preparation for writing my book, Money, the hardest element for me to learn was, was from the extreme socialists and communists because it was so anti-capitalist. It was really hard for me to, because it was just kind of like against a lot of my principles of fair exchange and free market and competition, which for me are vital um, and, and serve the end users. And, and ultimately, many social systems are just one big monopoly or one big communist movement. Um, but I endeavoured to, to deep dive study on that, probably not as much as capitalism, but deep enough to get the critics view from the other side to counterbalance that or to actually look. I ended up learning through my um, pursuit of learning about socialism and communism that actually there's not really socialism and capitalism there's just loads of variant hybrids um, of, and there's really often capital elements in socialism and some social elements in, in capitalism. And, you know, whilst most of the global countries and governments are capitalist based, they're really hybrids and, and they have their own sort of system. Um, and so that gave me a wider view of a better place to come from in writing a book all about money. So if you can now, if you've gone to the point where um, you have learned from your competitors, you've learned from a slightly wider niche and you're learning from a completely different niche that you're inspired by. If you're at that level already, then now start studying people you think you didn't like. Now, one of the compliments I always take the best is when people say, Rob, I didn't like you at first, but, or Rob, you annoyed me at first, or Rob, you got in my face, or Rob, you were loud, or Rob, you were ranty, or Rob, you were A, B, and C that I didn't like. But, you know, after I studied you for a while or gave you a chance or you were just in my face a lot, I ended up thinking, you know what, he's all right and he knows his stuff or whatever. And that, that, those compliments to me are, are the, the most meaningful generally, generically, um, because I realised, A, that people were able to see through their first uh, impression of me, which shows that they have some element of wisdom. And B, they were prepared to give me a go and learn from someone that maybe challenged their views or their style wasn't quite suited to them. And I think that shows a real open mind. Um, and I, I think that's a great trait of an entrepreneur. Um, and not a lot of people talk about it and most people don't do it. So that's the second element is learning from external sources. And the, and the highest level is maybe starting to learn from people you didn't initially resonate with. Because um, personal development, you know, once you've been in it a year or 10 or 20 and business, once you've been in it a year or 10 or 20, 80 percent of the things you've learned, you're learning, you've already learned. So how do you find new information? How do you get that massive growth curve, that hockey stick curve um, when you're 5, 10, 20 years down the line? That's really freaking hard. So the third element then of creating a unique business uh, and or brand is you and your uniqueness and your own inspiration and your own personality and your own flavour. So element one is modeling the best and the competitors and full competitor analysis. Element two is studying 
other unrelated entrepreneurs, influencers, creators, and businesses. And then 2A is going so far as to study people you wouldn't normally like or admire and finding out what you can learn from them. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts for any training that we might run, not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Element three is forget all of that. Who are you? Who are you naturally? Um, How do you express yourself and who you are? I was talking to Robin Sharma, who I interviewed for my podcast. And he was talking, he's written um, three books and one of them has sold 15 million copies. And it's kind of like a story as well as a how-to book. And I I took the chance to say, can I ask you a question about my writing? And he was like, yeah. And I said, well, I write how-to books in a more educational rather than story-based or entertaining manner. Um, and I have been considering for a while writing a book in a different style, maybe which is more story based, um, you know, like um, Who Moved My Cheese or um, The Alchemist or Robin Sharma's 5am Club, for example. And, um, and he said, well, look, you shouldn't do it for selling books or what will make you the most money or what will be the most commercial. You should do it um, in what your heart tells you and, and you know, what, what you believe suits you and what is your calling. And it made me realise that actually the way I write books is my way. Now, just just because I'm not the originator of self-development books or how-to books doesn't mean that I don't have my own unique flavour and take. You usually get some crap jokes. You certainly get some rants. They're very conversational, like you're talking to me. And that's one of the biggest compliments I get of my books. Um, I've created certain structures which are quite unique to me. Um, and yeah, they're how-to books and there are other how-to books and there are lots of how-to books. Um, but I realised actually I'm more creative and individual than I'd thought. And I don't need to go and create a whole new alchemist or 5am club and write a, a whole story with characters and, and analogies to be unique. I just need to be me. And right now I want to continue writing in my vein and I want to gently and progressively express my individuality. I mean, I've got some ideas for my current and future books, which continue the expression of my own individuality. And I think you should do that too. Honour who you are, honour what you've done, honour what you know, 
honour what's unique about you, honour your strengths, honour your weaknesses, honour your flaws, um, honour your own experiences. Now, Kelly has said, just be you. Now, let me tie this together. So I'm going to sum up so we'll be done in a minute. I am saying you do all three of these elements in this like power triad or power triangle. Because if, if I say to you, hey, if I just said to you that last element, hey, you know, when it comes to business, just be yourself. Well, if you know, have no freaking idea about business and you've never done it before and you're an emotional wreck or a massive introvert, well, then that's bad advice because it's only one element of, 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 of a triangle. So often when you ask people questions, should you do A or B, they're looking for A or B. Well, I'm saying you should do A and B and C in equal measure to create something totally fucking unique. And I think that that's the answer. Um, and the answer for me is usually not A or B. It's A and B or sometimes A and sometimes B. And people don't often talk about that because it doesn't make good sound bites for social media. So let me summarise then and then you could be on your merry way. So three elements of creating a totally unique, totally disruptive, totally innovative business or brand. Number one, full competitor analysis all the way down the line, having full research, everything they do and acting as a customer and going through all of their service and their funnels and their offerings and knowing everything about them and don't do what the, they do badly and model what they do well. Don't copy, model um, and take lots of different elements from all your competitors and hybridize into something unique. Element one. Element two is to go outside of your niche and look at fashion, business, art, personal development, you know, health and fitness, all these other non-related elements and model some bits of those which you can inspire into your business model, which doubles the uniqueness. Element 2A, otherwise I've a rectangle, not a triangle, um, is even learning from people you have maybe some counter um, values to or you don't like. I watch documentaries all the time and sometimes I think, man, I don't really resonate with that person. I don't like that person. I wouldn't want to be like that. But I still learn from them. I'll give you a good example of this. Well, I think it's a good idea. The founder. I didn't really like how they portrayed Ray Kroc. I didn't really like how I perceived, just from the documentary, didn't know the guy, how he treated, you know, the, um, the, the founders of McDonald's, which who wasn't Ray Kroc. But I learned so much about business. I loved the relentless pursuit. And I loved this. He was almost like naively delusional that one day it was going to be huge. And this relentless pursuit of, you know, creating a, a model that was repeatable, which was very against what the founders of McDonald's actually were about. And so I didn't want to be like him. The Wolf of Wall Street, another example. I really enjoyed that film. Um, and I, I, there were really good elements of entertainment and education, but I wouldn't want to be that guy. And, and I don't really, I don't think it's great that you've been in prison. Um, and I don't think it's great that you're a wolf of sales. But so I didn't really resonate with the character. Or, and, and some of it was probably fiction as well as real. But even to this day, Jordan Belfort, you know, I see a lot of his stuff on social media. And that's not someone I'd necessarily normally re resonate to. It's definitely not a criticism. It's just a statement because I don't know the guy, but I endeavour to learn from the guy or to try and learn from the guy. And if I ever met the guy, I'd have an open mind. And for me, that is um, really important. And that's sort of wisdom and, and self-awareness and business growth. And then the final element of the three, the, the triangle, is expressing yourself, being yourself, <clears throat> honouring who you are, your mistakes, your failings, your strengths, your weaknesses. And when you add all those three elements together, man, you're unique. You are better 
than every, how could anyone be anywhere near as good as you when you bring all of that into your business model? Good luck to them. You're going to kick their ass because you've got all the best of everything. And I think you can run those three in parallel and you can, be, you can have a constant progression and implementation of those three elements, which is competition analysis, external influence, and your own uniqueness and creativity. I've had fun talking to you tonight, a little bit slower and more relaxed than normal, uh, because that's because it's past my bedtime. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. You're awesome. Get yourself out there more. Study your competitors. Remember you're unique. Learn from everyone above you, equal to you, below you. Be a, be a sponge. Be an open mind. Be an open book. Get your ego out the way. Just know you can learn from everyone. And day by day, your business will improve. Your brand will improve. It will get better and better and better and better. And you will be a force of nature. Have a great evening.